Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Today, if you walked in, you got a communion cup. We're going to have communion together today. You know, today I wanted to start off the year with communion and fellowship. Communion and fellowship. In fact, communion is fellowship. And and Jesus intended communion to be an intimate time of of, of a communal, relational um, exchange between people um, of all walks, people that you agree with, people that you may not agree with, um, but they were all invited to the table. There was always a place, there was always a seat at the table. And, and when we do communion here, as Scarlet Note, we want everyone to participate, so everybody gets a communion cup, and regardless of where you are in your walk, we want you to be our guest. And so you, you know, I don't know what you've been told in other churches, but in our church, we want you to share with us, okay? Yes. All right? Yes. Everybody shares with us, okay? Yes. All right. All right. So I want to get into a few things, and then um, we're going to transition. Things may look a little different after, uh, but just please bear with us. For those that have uh, this, the communion cup, there are there's two kind of two layers there. There's the first film um, exposes the bread, and then the second one, the uh, the the juice. All right. If you if you botched it, I know it happens. Just raise your hand and ask the ushers. They'll get you another one. All right. And some of you may want a second or a third. I, I get it. You want to have that ratio right with the body. I get it. I get it. So. You know, we want you to, hey, man, we want you to be home, right? But um, listen, man, it's, uh, you know, as we begin our new calendar year, uh, it's, it's inevitable for us to step back for a moment to reflect, right? We reflect on 2022. And, and we reflect on the wins. We reflect on the challenges. We reflect on, on peaks and valleys, and our theme last year, I don't know who remembers our theme for the year. When we start, every year we have a theme for the year. Um, and if anybody remembers, you are, anybody remembers what the theme for the year was, you're going to get $1,000. That's what you do for money, right? That's what you do. Run to win. Run to win. So because you all said it at the same time, sorry, it's forfeited and no, no, no prize. That's just the rules. That's uh, so someone, you know, but. But, but anyway, run to win, and perhaps in 2022, you, you probably ran, but it, you probably didn't feel like you won, and, and I think that's a, some people have probably felt that way. Others may have felt that, man, winning, I barely made it past the starting line um, in 2022. Um, all I can say is that you're, you're, you're here, and you should celebrate that you're here. Regardless of what 2022 was, you won. Like, listen, you won. But not necessarily did you win. You are still running. Listen, you're still running, and this is what this is about. So I want you to be proud of yourself. 
I want you to ice up the knees and bandage any and all wounds and let's get a new game plan. Amen. Let's get a new game plan. Yes. But let's keep running. Tell the person next to you, let's keep running. Let's keep running. Sure, seriously, tell the person behind you, let's keep running. Let's keep running. Let's just keep running. Let's just keep running. Let's just keep running. So I, I, I you know, as I get into uh, communion, Jesus finds himself in a moment of affliction, all right? And this is, what, this is what's happening. He finds himself in a moment of affliction in his life where he, he knows that the meal that he's about to have, all right, the communion meal, he knows that that particular meal, we know it as communion. It wasn't communion for them. It was a Passover meal. And he knows that that would be the starting port of a sequence of events where things as they knew it, the world around him knew it would never be the same. Jesus knew that this would be the beginning to his end on earth with the people that he loved. And Jesus knew that this moment, this supper that it was happened would define the course of his disciples and that of the world. And Jesus knows that from that moment, the tail end of a betrayal from one of his Beloved disciples would begin to unfold. Jesus knew that as these disciples are getting the room ready, making preparations for this meal, Jesus knew that things would take a turn. They're just having another meal. It's just another get-together. It's just another time with people we know. Simply put, it was tradition. It's just another gathering. Think about how many gatherings, how many times you broke bread or you, you shared a moment with a person in 2022 and you could look back today and they're not there. See, little did they know that their lives and that of humanity would never be the same. While the guys are all setting up the tables, preparing the meal, putting everything in order, I imagine that Jesus is envisioning his disciples scattered and running, afraid, overtaken in a whirlwind of confusion. They didn't know what was coming their way, but Jesus knew what was coming. While they're in this room and they're cleaning the room and Making these uh, preparations for the meal, I'm sure that they were telling jokes. I'm sure, I'm sure the disciples had a Mr. Paul. <laughs> I don't know which one it was, but I'm sure, I'm sure it was probably as irreverent as Mr. Paul can be sometimes. But they're telling jokes and they're laughing, having a wonderful good old time. Why? Because we're together. We're just having a meal together. I can imagine that Jesus could see the most horrific and the brutal images as he could foresee what was on the other side of the meal that they were having. I can't imagine that level of stress. I can't imagine what that must be like to know what's coming. Yeah, I can go on and on with the stark contrast between the emotions of what Jesus must have been feeling because he knows versus that of his disciples because they don't know what's coming. 
And see, and we're all here today and, 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 and we're all smiles and giggles and we got through it. Some of us are, you know, some of you probably still hung over. <laughs> Communion will wash all that away. Oh my goodness! This is this is we are streaming. So uh, okay, we'll, we'll, we got to go back. <laughs> no communion doesn't take that away. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! That uh, okay? Step in it. All right. But I can go on and on, you know, talking about that meal. And as we get ready to pencil in a new day in our calendar. I want you to consider you don't know about the other side of this moment that we're having right now, of this meal that we're having today, this morning. M many of us, me included, are expecting like the disciples to be in the company of familiar people, doing familiar things, and just having a good old time. This time next year, things may be different next year. We don't know. The brother of Jesus, James, wrote these words out of James chapter 4, verses 13 through 14. He said, look here, you who say today or tomorrow we're going to a certain town and we're going to stay there a year and we will do business there, make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like morning fog. It's here a little while, and then it's gone. See, while the disciples sat and they made themselves ready for another Passover meal, that's what they were celebrating, the Passover meal. Jesus, is, Jesus knows what was coming, so he took advantage of that celebration to do something different. And Jesus makes a recommendation. Jesus makes this recommendation. Guys, remember me. Well, he says, remember me, the Passover meal was and still today is a, a meal to observe the supernatural deliverance of the people of Israel of, of 400 years of oppressive servitude and captivity from Egypt. And, and the Passover meal is just an, it's, it's an observance, remembering how they were delivered. And Jesus knew that the disciples and that the world would all experience a supernatural delivery because of his sacrifice. And because of his sacrifice that they were going to be delivered, he's reminding the disciples, guess what, guys? From now on, remember me. Every time you guys get together for this meal, remember me. Jesus takes the opportunity. I no longer want you to do this for the sole purpose of remembering the delivery of Israel, but I want you to remember how I delivered you. 
And starting now and every time we break bread together. And by breaking bread, I'm not just talking about communion. Honey, can you help me with this love? I can't do this. And talk at the same time. Thank you. I was supposed to, George was supposed to set all that up for me, but he just got tea in there. <laughs> My man. And so as we, we take communion, Jesus wants us and encourages us to, to, to remember him. But see, the problem is that Unfortunately, it's become tradition for churches, and I'm not down to talking churches, but I'm saying it's, it's almost become a, a, a tradition where this is the only time we have communion. Communion is meant to be had everywhere you go with the people you love. And, and there's some times that you're going to have to have communion with some people that you may not love. I want you to imagine and think about this. Jesus knew that Judas was, betray was betraying him. And he still had a seat for him at his table. Regardless. He, he knew that Peter was going to deny him. But he still had him at his table. In fact, he knew that from everyone that was there at the meal, that there would only be one disciple that would be standing alongside of him at the foot of the cross but he still fed them all and he still had communion with them. So Jesus said, I want you to pause and always remember about my body, what I'm about to do for you from this moment on. Now take and keep into consideration they didn't know what was about to happen. They didn't know that that was the moment. I want you to take that bread, the little wafer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your body. We thank you for the body of Christ. We thank you for the sacrifice. We thank you for the most amazing and perfect plan. We thank you for the provision. We thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice. We don't take this for granted. We remember Jesus as a community, as a family, as a body. We remember you. We may all eat. The Bible says that he then takes a cup and he fills it up with wine. And he tells his disciples, when you drink this cup, you will now do it remembering. I want you to remember new covenant. You guys have always done this before, remembering an old covenant. But I'm going to give you a new covenant. I'm going to leave you this new covenant. See, the bread is, is about what I did. But the, the wine is going to be a reminder of why I did. Why I did. So what is this new covenant? Well, this new covenant. My death has provided the necessary provision. My death. Jesus' death. Provides the necessary provision that satisfies the penalty of sin. See, from now on, every time you drink the cup, I want you to remember my death. My death is the ultimate price for your sins, past, present, and future. What did I say? For your sins, what? Past, 
past, present, and I want you to remember. I want you to remember that that blood covers enough. It's a, it's enough. You don't need to go to the cross. He's already done it for you. Stop living a life of sacrifice. Stop living. Stop living that life. He wants you to live in His freedom. He afforded that for you. Jesus is fully satisfied the required ransom. My death dealt with the penalty of sin. This is what Jesus wants us to remember. His death dealt with the penalty of sin. And this is why we get together on Sundays to worship, to celebrate. This is why we ought to be so animated. Why? Because we are, we, we receive from what he has given us freely because of his sacrifice. We reap. That's called grace. It's unmerited. There's nothing that you can do to earn it other than receive it. So at this time, take that cup. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this covenant. Lord, that there is nothing else that we must do on our end other than to believe and to receive your sacrifice, your son's sacrifice on the cross. Father, we thank you. What an amazing plan. Father, may we be a light of darkness. Lord, a light in the midst of darkness, Lord, for many, many people that need to hear encouragement, that need to hear hope, that need to hear, Lord, that there is a way, that there is hope, that there is joy, that there is peace and love. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this covenant, Lord. For it is by way of your blood, by way of your sacrifice, Lord, that we are brought together once again. So, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen and amen. You know, as they all participated of this meal, they didn't know that it would be the last time that they were going to be together. They, they didn't know this. Tomorrow would, would change forever after this meal, after this particular meal that they were having together. And my heart for you all is that we are living out in 2023 living out our lives not with an arrogance but that we're living a life in 2023 of daily stopping to pause to reflect to say Lord thank you for this day for, for this one and then the next day you wake up and you do it all over again. Father, I thank you for this day. And in that day that you take a moment deliberately to love those that are around you. To put away any pettiness. To tell the person next to you, put away the pettiness. If it's your husband or your wife, take this time because I'm setting you up, guys. Put away the pettiness. 
Honey, honey, put it away. Children, children. You have, if you have adult parents, children, if you have adult parents, you put the pettiness away. Let your parents be old gracefully. Old people are going to say stuff. Old people are going to do stuff. This is, what, this is what you do when you get older. So, so kids, stop it with the pettiness. Mom, you hurt my feelings. Oh. <laughs> you hear that all the time. Oh In all, in, in all of our plans for 2023, let's be sure that, that there's a greater and a deeper understanding of, of who we are as sons and daughters. That that's always atop our list, that we know who we are. I want you to ask yourselves, how much am I growing in my walk in 2023 in contrast to my walk in 2022? I want you to look back at 2021 and 2020 and 2020 and 2019 and 2018 and be able to say, I'm growing. I'm I'm growing. And by growing, I'm talking about not in weight. I'm talking about in growing in, in your walk, in your walk with God. After Jesus is arrested, he's tried, he's tortured, he's crucified. Resurrected, he reveals himself to his followers, to his disciples, for a period of about 40 days before he goes back up to heaven. And, you know, on one of those days, he's revealing himself to, to uh, Jesus, revealing himself to Peter and to some of the other disciples. In John chapter 21, 13 through 16, the Bible says that then Jesus served them bread and fish. Think about it. Jesus doesn't take them to church. He takes them to have a meal. And this was the third time that Jesus, the Bible says, had appeared to the disciples since he had been raised from the dead after breakfast. What did he have? Breakfast. Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And Jesus, Lord, Peter replied, you know, I love you. Then feed my sheep, feed my lambs. Jesus told him, Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Jesus, yes, Lord, Peter said, you know, I love you. <clears throat> he said, then take care of my sheep. What Jesus is doing to his disciples, and he was showing his disciples, before he is crucified, he had a meal. Are you following me? Yes. After he is resurrected, the first thing he does is that he what? He has a meal. He wants to remind the disciples then and he wants to remind his followers today that the role of the church is to be a nurturing place. It's to be a place of caring. It's to be a place of compassion. It's to be a place of generosity. It's to be a place of love. That's the role of the church. If the church that you attend is not offering those things, then I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to encourage you boldly, get up and leave. George, close the doors. 
But are you, are you understanding the role of the church? Yes. That's the role of the church. Most of us have to value the, 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 the experiences of sitting down together and having a meal with a friend, with family, with people you love. Most of Jesus' chats were all centered around meals. You read through the miracles that Jesus performed and you, you think about his ministry along with everything that he spoke and if he preached somewhere, he fed the people. He just always wanted to have relationship. It was, he was a relational teacher. And I don't want our church to be absent of that quality. We always want to be able to sit down and get to know each other. And if you've been part of this ministry, you've probably, in the last five years, you've probably gained weight. No, we're not like Planet Fitness. You're going to gain weight here. And it's because we are going to deliberately find opportunities to sit down together and just get to know each other and say, hello, how are you? church that Jesus would establish here on earth he wanted it to be like-minded looking to build relationships meeting people where they were being nurturing to grow the kingdom by loving people so I want you to think about our role in the local church and how are we contributing to someone else's betterment I want you to think about that how are we contributing to someone else's betterment here in the local church. And that's the purpose of the church. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 says, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you for these words. I want to thank you for this experience. I want to thank you, Lord for being able to have this meal with my brothers and my sisters. For those that are watching us online, I want to take this time to pray over you. And I pray that in 2023, you grow exponentially, not just in your finances and not just in your health, not just in your relationship, but also in proportion with your walk with your heavenly father. I pray that you continue to pursue that voice, that you continue to pursue what you are hearing. I pray in Jesus' name that there is a spirit of boldness that continues to increase in your life. I pray that you continue to follow us and you continue to be part of our family online. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. So, so for the, for the next uh, 10 10 or so minutes, 10 or 15 minutes. I, I want to I wanna take a moment um, I want to take a moment. Yeah, you can come up, George. You can bring that up. And we're still on, are we still online? We are? Okay, good. Yeah. You put two stools right out of here. I'm going to ask my brother Corey to come up. Corey, where's Corey? Corey's here? Come on, Corey. I'm sorry. Um, we could probably get rid of that. Yeah. So I love you, man. I love you. 
this is a, it's a handsome, handsome, handsome. Married, by the way, married, all the way married. You ever watch uh, uh, Corey gets his when Corey gets his pictures taken? He gets those smoky eyes. You ever watch Corey? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Good. Well, you, you know, I I asked I asked Corey um, just to be part of this quick conversation because we wanted to start the year off with how valuable the church community and vital the church community ought to be. And I'm not saying that that's always the case. Unfortunately, many, you know, many people. Um, when you look at, we're gonna we're gonna get rid of the other one. We're gonna get rid of it so I can just keep this yeah. one. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, you know, when you look at uh, the uh, statistics and what what things uh, what's being said about our our churches, our young people are exiting the church in droves. And that's because they don't find community and they don't find value in the traditional way of doing church. So they're looking for something fresh, something new, and they're finding community outside of the church and they find it online. So, so as I was talking to, I was thinking about having this real quick conversation and I thought about Corey and the reason Corey... Um, you don't have to give a lot of details and, and, and you, man, you can speak as your heart um, leads you. But I observe something in you um, or from you. In the last two years, you have had two, two or a few major shifts in your, in your life personally. And, um, but I observed a, an amazing quality from you that I, I want to highlight today. And that is that on an average, when people are confronted with obstacles, hardship, and challenges, it's almost like a knee-jerk reaction to run from God. And not only run from God, but run from the community, from the church community. You have done the opposite. You have actually run and dove in. Not just dove in, but man, you've been immersed and um, I wanted to ask you, what continues to keep you coming back? And this is not about a scarlet, we're not plugging scarlet note, that's not what this is. We're talking about how vital, how important, how valuable is the church community? Why do you keep coming back? Well, briefly, I lost my mother at the end of 2021. 2021. Uh, before a year of her, you know, passing, I got a phone call that I lost my daughter. And when you talk about God giving you no more than you can bear, in a year where we promoted run to win, 
I found myself not even able to walk. It's the worst thing you can hear. You'll never be the same after you hear that. And I came to a standstill. There's so many questions, there's so many um, thoughts. You're not sure which way to go. But the one thing that my mother and the one thing that my daughter expressed the most was love. The love that you need to move on, you don't know where you're going to get it from. There's a thousand phone calls, a thousand phone calls. But you don't want to have the conversation to a thousand people. It's really nothing that nobody can say to make you feel to move on, to walk. And I could lean on God. And I asked God, how do I continue to go on? How do I move on? How do I continue to live? The answer was to be around those that were truly, truly want to give love. Maybe a lot of people around you, but everybody may not love you like you truly need. Mm. The one thing I think I found the most valuable was time. You don't have all the time in the world. Mm. Time became very important to me. Who you spoke to, who, who you listened to, who stood right in front of you. God said, the ones that truly love you will immerse. They will come to you. Out of the thousand people, Scarlet Note is where I found that love. There are people in this church that don't know that their phone call got me through days when I didn't want to do anything. And those individuals here know that. I was embraced the day I came to church by every single person in the church. And this is real, real. And for those that continued to continue to reach out and talk to me, I'm here today. I'm here today thanking you guys, thanking God that for me to be here it took this love in this room, it took this love in this community 
took this love in this church. You guys have no idea how much those hugs, and I'm not talking about a pat on the back, not that kind of hug. I'm talking about the embrace. And I didn't grow up embracing men that way. I just, I never had that kind of um, upbringing. But the way I'm embraced here, it's like no other. You truly, truly feel it from the parking lot to the front door, to the greeters, to your seat, through the worship, through the word. And we all, all are blessed by your obedience to God. You guys are doing a wonderful, wonderful job. And I thank you, and I always love you for that. <laughs> truly, truly blessed, Peter. Thank you all. And, you know, and I, I said before that that we didn't want this to be a scarlet note plug because the, the body of Christ should be this everywhere. It's, it's, it's not just, it's everywhere. It's what the body of Christ ought to be. In fact, Jesus was with, with his disciples and he's having an intimate moment with his disciples and others. And they told him, Master, your, your mother and your brothers, your siblings, they're asking for you. And, and he said, he said to, to those that were telling him that, hey, who, who is my mom and who are my brothers and who are my siblings if not those that do the will of the Father? What Jesus is teaching us is that the value and how intimate this relationship is. I could go through this room uh, because I, I, I know the stories. I know the stuff that, you know, it goes. And, and I know the hurt. I know the challenges. I know the hardship. And I think one of the most beautiful things is, 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 is to watch people come in here and be able to just walk in as vulnerable as possible, throw themselves on the floor and hurt and cry, and, and be able to find encouragement from another brother or another sister. You know, as... We all heard the, the news of the passing of Miriam. It, it was our, it was, it was almost like our, uh, it was a shock to us and that we were not expecting that to happen, when it happened, how it happened, just not expect, expecting it what, at all. But that, that, the fact that we're thinking about how do you move on and how do you go and you move on now after that person's not here. And I want you to know that we graduate. In our walk with Christ, we grow. Because tomorrow is not promised. You heard Jesus' brother James, he said it. Tomorrow isn't promised. And in the life of us all, we're all transitioning. We're going to be here today. Tomorrow we're gone. 
And today I'm having this conversation with you all today and my time is coming and I, I look forward to that time. And that's not defeat, it's victory. But it still hurts nonetheless. And, and when I observed um, Corey, Corey, you never relented, man. And you, I want to thank you for a few things that I, I just want to share in the next two minutes and then we're, we're, we're going to wrap up. I want to thank you for giving us permission to love you. And the reason I say that is because you said one thing that's valuable. You said, oh, I mean, of the many things that you've said. But, but one of the things that stood out was I didn't have this upbringing. And you did not allow your upbringing to control and to stipe your, your current growth where you are today. And, and, and sometimes many of us, because of the way we have been brought up, we'll just continue to live life that way. And see, Christ, and Jesus comes into our life. And the reason we are new, we are born again is so that you are born out of a lot of the junk that you were born into. So this is why you are a new creation. So that you could be born again into a new life in Christ. And that new life in Christ now warrants and, and gives us the, 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 the benefits of new behaviors. And you said, I wasn't used to being embraced, especially by the brothers. And um, we got two or three brothers here that will just, they, man, they'll hug you and they, they linger. They'll stay there. And they stay, they'll, stay, they'll stay on you past the comfortable. Uh, like, like, all right, we can, we can let go now. And, and, and I say that because, because see, we, we have, we've been brought up that we don't, do, we don't love that way. We fist bump and we keep it rolling. You get no, no, no. We're talking about mm -hmm. you feel it, man. It breaks it. And I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for giving us permission to give you that kind of love and to be open minded to experience something fresh and something new from God and not just from a church people. One other thing about that kind of love you're, you're describing. Me not being that way and then receiving it, I find myself now doing that. Yeah. And the one thing that I've learned, my tomorrows will never be the same. I'll never get back what I lost, but I can give what I've received. And I find myself, I, I don't care if it's in Walmart at the cashier. I don't care if it's at the gas station. I don't care if it's a stranger. I don't care if it's somebody uh, a home. I find myself reaching out that same love. And I won't waste time. I'll just give them what I've been receiving. And I'm looking to give that every single day. I, I, I challenge all of you guys to do the same. Don't waste time arguing. Don't waste time fighting. It's just not worth it. We don't have all the time in the world. I know that. But I'm going to give what I can give while I can give it.
So I thank you for every guy that came and, and embraced me and gave me the uncomfortable hugs. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I thank you. So, Robert, Will, George, Lewis, Hector, Rick, yeah, Marco, listen, I love all you guys. You guys are brothers. I love you for that. I love you for that. Love you. Thank you. Hey, guys. Can you give him a hand? All right, guys. Our uh, our time our, our time is up, and I I just I want to I want to use I want to use this this time. Listen, if if you don't have a home church, if you don't have a home, are we still online? Oh, we are online. So if you don't have a home church, run, find one, look, go online, and do your research, and uh, and and then go date churches. You should you should date a church. Right, and, and until you find the one where I can connect here, and I can put some roots down, and I can invest here, and I can be part of this community, and um, you know, and, and and just this is vital. This is vital uh, for for your growth and for your development and for your eternity. So I want to encourage you to find a home church. If you are here and you don't have a home church, we want to be that place. Listen, we want to be your home church, all right? We want to be your home church. And um, we, just, we just don't want to be a home church that you come to on Sundays. We, we, want, we want to connect with you. We want to give you weird hugs. <laughs> uh, we want to have a relationship with you. We want to connect. We want to connect with your children, connect with the husband, connect with the wife. We want to just connect with the family. That's what our heart is. So I hope that in 2023, you don't run from God, but that you do everything possible to drag your butt to him. No matter how busted, broken you are, just drag yourself, drag yourself. I, I promise you that if you're making uh, Scarlet Note your home and you walk in through those doors, you will never be judged. You will never be criticized. You will never, ever be ostracized. We just want to love you. We want to lift you. We want to encourage you. And we want to be an extension of God's love, his compassion and his mercy, his forgiveness and all of those things to you. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.